Welcome to Japan according to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, 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 what's going on, everyone? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 123 of the podcast. Really good episode, another daytime episode for you guys.、Um, we continue the theme of food related stuff. I get into that a list of some foods, some places that you can eat, some, a short list of some fast food places, and my take on them. Uh, then uh, we get into dating and nightlife a bit.、Um, you know, we get there eventually. I kind of get lost a few times in the podcast, my bad, but I, I kind of pull it back eventually. But we get into nightlife、um, a bit. It's going to be part of a two part kind of thing I'm going to do this episode. And the next one, again, a little inspiration、uh, from you, Rod. And as always, I remixed it a little bit.、Um, but I think it, it makes for really good content. I'm looking forward to you listening to this again and also what I'm going to talk about in the next episode as well. So, strap in, get ready, and enjoy. Hey, everyone, what's going on?、Uh, welcome to episode, I think it's 123. I can't do anything right now.、Um, if you're watching on video, you might not be able to see. Literally, my dog is sleeping on my lap right now. He saw me sit down, get in position to record, and he was like, oh, great. Chance for me to, you know, get some Z's. Okay, he's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> he's like, fuck that. <laughs> It's my bad, dog. Yeah, a week has really flown by.、Um, it seems like I was just talking to you guys like a few days ago, which is a, a good thing.、Uh, you know,、uh, time is flying.、Uh, pretty much nothing really, no big news going on in Japan.、Uh, I haven't really checked the news, but nothing really blockbuster hitting the scenes. So,、um, you know, I, I've, I've have to, it's a Friday, I have today off. Everyone's out of the house except for me and Doggy. So, Uh, I got to work through the weekend. So I was like, all right, let me just take this time, record, talk with you guys, see what's going on with y'all,、uh, you know, while I got it. Got it. So、uh, that's going on with me. And my new phone is coming tomorrow as well. I got an iPhone coming in,、um, iPhone SE coming in for me. So、um, that should be cool.、Uh, I should have told them red. I told them I wanted a white one because、uh, they woke me up from a nap. Um, but I was like, I don't give a fuck, you know. And I think I said, white, whatever. When I go in there tomorrow, I'll just be like, nah, fuck that. Give me the red one. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, shit. But, you know, like, it's a fucking iPhone. You put a case on it anyway. It doesn't really matter. I got SA. I'll have the same fucking case I have. But, you know, just upgrade the quickness for my phone.、Um, if you don't know what happened, I think,、uh, you know, I messaged、uh, Rod about it. If you don't know what happened, I had some phone issues like a couple of weeks ago. And basically, my phone just fucking died on me. So I had to run out. I was trying to get uh, um, uh, uh, SE get it replaced, but they didn't have any. So in stock, they didn't hit Japan yet. So I had to wait a few weeks.、Um, during that time, I got you know, my old phone. Fixed, which I couldn't get. Luckily, I got all my pictures and videos before I did anything. I got all my pictures and videos stored on a, a hard drive because when I went in there, you know, and I was like, all right, can you transfer my data? It took a lot of talking to. They were like, okay, they tried it, it didn't work. So I just, they just had to give me a completely erased, clean phone, you know. But as long as, you know, the most important, I got pictures of like, you know, videos. Of, like, you know, my fucking son and my family for the past few years and stuff. So that's the most important thing. Everything else, like my fucking apps and shit, like, 
whatever, you know. I mean, I got stuff on the cloud, so, you know, I got the important stuff like my contacts and stuff transferred, but, um, you know, you, you know how it is if you got a smartphone. You, you got, you've got a smartphone, you know. Um, it's just an inconvenience, if anything, so, um, I might have to do that again, you know. I'm just starting to get my phone acclimated, my phone settings acclimated, but, you know, just transfer everything, so, it should be all right, though, right. um, that's about it. Um, it's it's fucking hot. Like I, I was debating whether or not I would leave the air conditioner on or not while I'm recording. Um, but I was listening to the amount of background noise, and you know, with on the audio podcast, I can just cut it off. But on the video, y'all hear all that shit. So I was just like, fuck it, let me sweat it out with y'all. Um, so I just turned off the AC, and so if it gets too hot, I'm gonna wrap up this fucking podcast and turn that bitch back on. So. <laughs> Because it is a rainy season here in Japan now. It was announced yesterday. And again, looking at the weather report, it's just like rain almost all every day. Like I got some laundry hanging outside. So if I hear rain, I might have to cut the shit off and run and pull it, put that shit in. But that's about it. Um, you know, pretty much a chill day uh, for me. Gonna after this do some more work and stuff. My bank saga is still going on. Oh, I can give you an update on my bank saga, I guess. So... Wow, that was really shit. Was me on the previous episode? Was me dealing with my bank? Wow, time is just flying. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but um, it seems like I talked to y'all about my bank situation like the other day, but apparently that was like a week ago. Fuck. But basically, um, yeah, I you know I'm still trying to figure out stuff, how to you know get stuff acclimate no i have a that's what it is. i have another bank situation um which you know if you're american you know i i have a stimulus check from the american government from that uh, whatever okay i'm not gonna get all political but um um so you know getting cashing that check is like mission impossible basically here in Japan. it's fucking crazy i i just have the check i'm just not able to do anything with it um it, it, you know, it's like fucking toilet paper, pretty much. Uh, I went to my bank, and they were like, fuck, get that shit out of here, you know. So pretty much my plan, strategy now, what I'm going to have to do, I'm gonna, I'm trying to send that money to America. So pretty much what I'm going to have to do, I have, my bank is SMBC, Mitsui Sumitomo. There's a few big banks here, um, just so that you know. I can, I can give you a quick rundown of Japanese banks. So Mitsui Sumitomo is the bank that I have, you know, I've had an account with them the longest. The reason why I have them is because when I came to Japan uh, originally, my English school that I was working for signed me up with Mitsui Sumitomo. So they gave me a credit card. They gave me, you know, um, that bank account. They misspelled my name. <laughs> well, okay, I, I was thinking about this story the other day, too. Basically, in the registry, in the registry, in in Japan, my name is actually, in Katakana, my name is actually misspelled. Um, in, technically, my name is supposed to be, my first name is supposed to be Akil, A-Ki, with a bow, a line, and du. But it's spelled Aki du, with no bow. What happened is, basically, when I, um, story time, <laughs> when, I, when I came to Japan originally, um, you know, I, you know, I come here, um, Nova, which is the company, if, if you probably, I don't know, whatever, anyway, they have a whole long story, I'm not going to go into it this time, maybe another time I'll, I'll, 
relive the the great nova bankruptcy of what 2007 i think that was well, of 2007 or 2000 yeah, maybe 2007 yeah, yeah it's 2007 the great nova bankruptcy of 2007 was was a big huge story it changed the landscape of teaching it changed the landscape of foreign people here um i don't have my wedding ring on oh yeah it's okay <laughs> it's up there um uh you know um, everything. It was just a huge event for that changed the landscape of foreign people living in Japan here. I haven't really talked about it on here before, but um, I won't get into it today because the air conditioner is on and I got other shit to do. Uh, let me let me okay. Let me make a note. We're doing this live. Let me make a note. Uh, where are my notes for episode one twenty four? Uh, Nova. One second. One second. Okay, there you go. Story. All right, so next next episode, I promise I'll tell you guys that story. Okay, um, I just don't feel like getting into this shit today. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a it's kind of a long drawn out story. Um, if you're not an English teacher here in Japan, uh, then you probably don't know what it is. The company still exists around, but it, it, trust me, I, I'll explain it next episode. I promise it'll take me like about 10, 15 minutes to talk about it. It's just fucking crazy. And in my t and what happened or whatever. But but anyway, um, see, I got, what the fuck was I talking about? Um. Yeah, what? Oh, my gosh. Ugh. Anyway, anyway. Uh, how was I talking about Nova? Fuck, 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 you guys. See, um, I'm, I'm completely lost. Sorry, I just got completely derailed on what I was talking about. But um, anyway, uh, my phone, you know, and everything. And so I'm getting that taken. So I'm getting it. Ah, that's what I remember. My bank. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, my... I <laughs> got it. Um, so... Um, when I came to Japan, my orientation session at Nova at that time, um, even if you do come to Japan now, the Nova you know today is completely different than the, no than the Nova that existed in 2007 or 2004 when I came to Japan. Um, they had, you know, a huge orientation session or whatever, which is funny. Don't worry, I'll tell you t next time. Um, and uh, they did my forms for my bank account for my um registration to um apply for my visa and everything on site they just had someone do it and it was a non-japanese guy doing it you know because they had like psh, I don't know, 60 50 60 people there I, I can't even remember you know but it was a bunch of people there and um the guy was just like okay what's your name all right cool you know and he could i guess write in japanese so he was just like yeah whatever and i found out a few years later that my name should have a bow, like a bow meaning a line in it, um, just for pronunciation to pronou pronounce it correctly. So uh, I was talking, I was talking with a lawyer, I think, because uh, yeah, this was when I went to establish my company, um, when I really had like someone an expert there, because I knew it before, but I was like talking to him about it. And I was like, yeah, I kind of, my name, you know, he was like, you should have a bow, right? I'm like, yeah, technically it doesn't, you know, and and I was like, is there anything I can do about it? And he just looked at me and was like, nah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so basically he was like, um, yeah, just unofficially, just, just write your name with a bow. But any of the official documents you got, you got to write it the um, the correct way or the, the, the way it's registered. So, so that's pretty much how I have like 
three names technically. I got my name in uh, written in alphabetic letters. I got my name the way it's officially registered. And then I have my name the way it's correctly said, which is, you know, fucking crazy. So, and there's really nothing I can do about it, but, you know, it is what it is. So, um, hopefully in the future, uh, I don't know, hopefully, maybe in the future, Japan will change to more uh, Roman. Uh, no, I don't think they'll change to a Roman numeral system in their records, but um, I don't know, something. Um, which reminds me, uh, Rob, we were talking about the Hanko thing. Um, changes coming to Japan and updates to Japan. The Hanko issue has not really been, if you don't know, um, because of um, modernization of Japan. Actually, this is something that has been in the news recently. Um, you know, modern. Okay, yeah. So basically, um, the stimulus, the economic stimulus check for in Japan, which I can use, which I still haven't gotten yet. Um, is uh there's an economic stimulus package money given out to everyone in japan as well uh which i can also get to chang um but uh waiting on that to actually come in so i've gone through the process and everything just waiting for it to be uh deposited but the thing is like it's taking forever like for the i think it's almost taking like two months for people to start getting their money you've probably heard me talk about it before and so now that that whole debate is becoming into the news like why is it taking y'all so long and i think i couldn't really under i caught like half of the story last night when i turned on the news but i think um it's coming up in like the parliament and stuff here in japan because like they showed the flow chart they I, again i caught like half of the story when i can't got out of the bath last night and uh it was like the most confusing ass flow chart in the world it was like uh, you know, and they kept like flashing it like at every few seconds. You can tell like, you know, they had they had already introduced it. So um, I couldn't really, you know, get the whole grasp of what they were talking about. But then after a few minutes, I realized they were talking about the um, disbursement of the funds. And, you know, the flow chart, I, I think, was the amount of, uh, you know, subsidiaries and outsourcing companies that were used to, to you know, hand out the money. And no joke, this was like a huge it looked like a march madness bracket man it was like fucking <laughs> it was crazy it had to be at least like 10 organizations 10 to 15 organizations on it with i would say about like five or six different levels you know to explain how um different companies or organizations that were in charge of of whatever and i think i saw on I don't know, uh, on, on like one, I, again, I don't know the details of it, but I'm just guessing at this point, but like they showed like an invoice <laughs> from one of the companies and it was just like, I think 65 billion yen or something like that, which is like, you know, um, like $600 million or something like that. Um, or $650 million over. And it was, it wasn't itemized. It wasn't anything. It was just like an invoice. <laughs> You know, just like, okay, you guys pay a 65 billion yen. No reason, no nothing, no explanation, you know. So it, the whole thing about um, the process is really cloudy and murky and things like that. Um, it, it goes a bit deeper with one of the largest uh, advertising companies, Dentsu. Uh, I'm sure you, you might be able to pull something up. Um, I'm just not going to do it right now because I don't want to derail the podcast. And it's starting to get hot up in this motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> but, um, so, um, so yeah, basically, 
you know, basically the, the bureaucracy of Japan is just eating up a bunch of money and, and the cash is just going into the pockets of, you know, bureaucrats and executives and stuff like that is what it looks like. Um, well, see, I got derailed again. But basically, <laughs> um, yeah, but, but basically, so going back to my bank, that's what it was, my bank situation. So, so because of my stimulus check for America, you know, I can't do anything with that. Once my bank, I can't do anything with that check. It's looking like my plan of action is this, my bank, SNBC. Oh yeah. I, I didn't, I'm sorry, you guys, I'm bouncing all over the place. I, I forgot listing several of the major banks in Japan. You have SNBC, you have Mizuho, which is a conservative bank. SNBC and Mizuho are kind of conservative. Mizuho is really conservative. My image is they're the most conservative Japanese bank you have. I wouldn't go with them if you're coming to Japan. Uh, I don't have a Mizuho account. I just, mm. uh, UFJ, which I've, n I've never dealt with them. Uh, uh, is it UFJ? I think it's UFJ. Um, and Shinsei, Shinsei more caters towards uh, foreign people. They're a smaller bank. They're really minimalist. They do a lot of their shit online. They have, uh, you can sign up for an account in English. They have their stuff online. So uh, I would say if you're coming to Japan and you can do it, pick anyone. I might say pick, Eng uh, pick Shinsei just because of the ease to use. Um, they, you know, they were the first one to go to online banking and stuff like that. So, um you know, if you don't have English skill, if you don't have Japanese skill, Shinsei, S-H-I-N-S-E-I is going to be the bank for you that I would recommend. Um, but for me, basically, I have a Shinsei account, but I just don't use it. And it's an older account. You know, I remember I told you previously about how their systems get updated and stuff like that. That was before they went to online banking. And they had some security, crazy security card that I'm supposed to keep that I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like some coded, like, message card with numbers all over. It's fucking crazy. And they were like, I need that card to do anything online. And I just don't know what the fuck it is. So I'm just like, man, fuck it. Um... So, um, so yeah, so basically SNBC is the car from when I came to Japan is the bank I'm most familiar with, you know, um, my corporate account is in there, you know, I got like three different bank accounts with them. Again, there's no real service fees for a bank account here. So you, you can just have like a million of motherfuckers. A lot of Japanese people do. Um, it, the interest rate is nothing, you know, so you just keeping your money there. It's like, you know, keeping your money under your mattress kind of, but, um, <coughs> So, um, pretty much to, to get my, my new theory of how I can get access to or cash this fucking check is, um, my bank SNBC has another subsidiary Prestia, which is, I think just catering towards international transfers. Again, they're trying to go online, whatever, all this shit modernize. So... They that you know my, I went to my regular branch and they were like nah fuck get this check out of here. I checked the website. Prestia has can deal with online checks, but it has um a twenty two thousand yen, which is like about a twenty dollar monthly maintenance fee. Okay, so pretty much what my plan is is um but you can you know transfer money overseas so. What I'm going to try and do is open a bank account with them, deposit my check, cash my check, transfer my check to America, you know, a bank account in America, and then close my account. Pretty much is is what I'm <laughs> what I'm planning on doing. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, 
if I can't, if I have, you know, difficulties transferring it overseas, then I might just, you know, Western Union it directly to a bank account. It's kind of what I'm thinking my game plan right now. So after I finish this, uh, I, it said I might be able to do it on my phone. I'm going to try to open an account online with them today. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, you know, you can see, like, these are one of the inconveniences about living in Japan. So that's that. All right. Um. So here's what here's what I got for you. Let me get into things because, again, this room is starting to heat up quite a bit. Let me turn on this fucking fan because my dog might start getting hot. Um. Let me do something for my dog. Something for my dog. Hold on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Okay. All right. Sorry. Again, people on YouTube, sorry. Um if the fan noise kind of comes through but i gotta help my dog you know so he doesn't until she's like looking at me like thank you <laughs> all right um so this time around right um but well no whoa 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 we have um one more thing it's gonna be in the description um racial insensitivity in japan so nhk which is like you know the bbc which is like the national news channel here in japan uh, gotten a bit of hot water because related to again, um, um, the Black Lives Matter, the you know George Floyd situation, and of several weeks ago, and they are continuing to now. Uh, hopefully, I haven't checked American news for a few days, but um, basically they tried. They there was a show, a news show on it. I heard a, another foreign dude, black dude who lives in Japan, saying that he actually likes this show, but. They did. They they did like this animated segment. They they do this a lot, like in Japanese news, trying to summarize issues with like animated animations. You know, for people who just can't follow what the fuck is going on. And they did one for black people and um about black people, and it just wasn't in good taste at all. It wasn't racist for me. It wasn't racist. You know, um, some people looking at it, you know, the 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 portrayal of black people might make you a bit upset. Um, for me, it didn't make me upset. It just made me, again, just like shake my head. If you listen to me talk about the Naomi Osaka kind of situation, it's kind of another one of those type of things that's kind of embarrassing for Japanese people. Again, um, it just, you know, um, seems like I would imagine what happened was the producers of the show outsourced the animation, the animation to a whatever animated company and they didn't know what anything about the issue you know they just had their own image of what black people are and and, and 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 you know put some shit in there that was really insensitive to me you know and look it just made yeah it didn't make black people look bad it made japanese people look bad for their portrayal of people from other ethnicities and that's kind of something that happens here so i put the link i found it on twitter i put the twitter link to it in the um it's like a minute something segment they they they, they put the show down and issued an apology whatever but again like they just don't have uh voices of foreign people in those rooms to be like yo this is not a good idea you need to cut that shit out they got japanese producers room full of all japanese people who think hey this will be entertaining yeah you know let's make a light-hearted news show explaining this serious topic in a very you know condensed kind of way and it just doesn't work it, it works like on issues for japan because japan is a monolith is you know a homogenous society um but it doesn't work when we're talking about deeper in international issues. So that that was, I put that in there for you. You can check it out. Uh, it might make you a little bit pissed off, but you know, 
Um, okay, let me let me get into some stuff. Oh, da, 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 I'm fucking up this podcast all over the place. Where did it go? Okay, all right. Um, I'm gonna get into. Yeah, I forgot to do. Hold on, I forgot to copy this. So, um, continuing with the theme that we were gonna that we talked about last time, I'm going to talk about uh, fast food in Japan. Continuing food. And there's an article um, from uh, Japan Talk, which I really, again, one of my go-to websites for topics and information on this from the show. Um, and it's a list of the 10 best Japanese fast food chains. Um, I wouldn't call it the 10 best. Mm, okay, whatever. Whatever. Again, it's personal preference. But um, definitely 10 of note in these. Again, not your McDonald's, not your Burger King, not not chains coming from outside of Japan, uh, but they're kind of homegrown shops. So Yoshinoya, number one, Matsuya, number two. Um, these are Yunnan places, you know, beef bowl restaurants. And Yoshinoya, it has the market share. They're the king. And uh, Matsuya is number two. Me personally, I prefer Matsuya uh, because... I ate it when I started living in Japan. Like that's the first beef place, I beef bowl place I went to uh, with my coworkers. That's where they took me for the first time. I ate it like a bunch for like the first like year I was in Japan. So for me, I'm just more familiar with their fla flavor, their taste. Um, Yoshinoya does have a bit of a deeper flavor to it. It is more much more popular here in Japan. Um, so again, you just have to judge. Generally, they're going to be ne right next to each other, side by side. Um, you know, uh, they're both good. You can't go wrong with a solid, especially you know if you're hungry after a night out or before a night out. You know, you want to just get something in your gut. Uh, beef bowl is definitely the way to go. You know, mm, generally speaking, I know Matsuya does. Again, I, I haven't been inside these places in like well over five years, but, um, I remember Matsuya has a vending machine with pictures on it. So there you go. Even if you don't know Japanese, you just hit the, you know, put your money in, hit, hit the ticket, take the ticket out, give it to the staff, sit down, give it to the staff and your food comes. It's pretty simple, pretty easy. Even if you don't have any Japanese skill, you can kind of get what you want. You know, you can get a beef bowl for like, you know, 600 yen, 700 yen. Again, just subscribe, subtract two zeros from it and you get like, um, what, $6, $7 US. Pretty good for me. Um, next one, my favorite, this would probably be the top of my list is fast food places. If you're talking burgers, you got to talk freshness burger, man. Freshness burger is the king of burgers here in Japan for me. Like, um, they just do it well. Like, you know, it's just a really solid burger made fresh, real beef. You know, it's a bit pricey. It is. You know, you you for like a double cheeseburger, you're gonna be paying like a thousand yen or something like that, which is about ten bucks. Um, you, you, when I used to, I don't eat like burgers and stuff now. Um, but you know, I used to when I used to eat it, I used to also get like a fucking smoothie. They have like strawberry smoothies, which are really good as well. Um, you just can't go wrong with freshness burger. They're not as big, so they're not as many. But if you find one and you have the time. Go in is definitely a really quality, good burger experience. They have other shit like hot dogs and like uh, popcorn shrimp and stuff like that. It's overpriced. Stick with the burgers. Trust me. Just stick with the, the amount of shit that you would get. The burger is what you're, you're, you're going to, you're not going to be as satisfied as if you get a burger. Um, so just do that, you know, 
Uh, number four, Moss Burger. Is you can substitute Moss for Japanese. This is Japanese burgers, man. Like it is a burger shop for Japanese people. I remember um, <laughs> my old landlord. I got. <laughs> I can't tell you a story about my old landlord. <laughs> nothing. Nothing between me and her. I didn't. I didn't fuck her or anything like that. But <laughs> but she was interesting. I, but I can't tell those stories. One story in particular, I cannot tell on this podcast. Um, um, but um, uh, sorry, sorry guys. But uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. If if I ever, you know, if any of you know, again, I've I've met some listeners in the past. If we, if in the if in the future we ever meet face to face, you know, and you say Akil, and my wife is not there, <laughs> you say Akil, tell me the story about your landlord. I can tell it to you one on one, but I cannot tell you this shit on air. I'm not putting that on wax. All right, um. But anyway, so Mossberger, the first time I went to Mossberger was with my landlord and uh, my my old landlord at the time. And like, I remember eating it and I was just like, yeah, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I got my burger, I bit into it and I was just so pissed off and disappointed. Like, because the burger, you get a big bun, you get a, the burger, the um the beef patty is really small undersized you get this weird tomato fucking paste sauce it's just it's just overpriced and i mean the the flavor is for japanese people you know japanese people love it but as a foreign person for me i've never i've eaten it several a few times and never been satisfied with moss burger so fuck that shit uh number five um let me see what this moss burger Moss Burgers thing is loading burgers with sauce and toppings. Yes, they put wax paper around the burgers, so it's challenging to eat without losing half of the toppings, which is true. Yeah, yeah, fuck Moss Burger. <laughs> All right, um, Lotoria, Lotoria. I've only eaten Lotoria a few times. Just the the um, now. I think they partnered with. I want to say Wendy's. I think they partnered with Wendy's. Oh no! Is it First Kitchen? We'll talk about First Kitchen later. But no, I've never really eaten Lotoria. Um, that's right. They, mm, it just doesn't really appeal to me. Um, so I'm gonna skip that one. Skia is another uh, beef bowl place. It's not as popular as the other two. Um, I've eaten it a few times. You can put a bunch of different toppings and shit on your beef bowl, but for me, it's just like a third rate beef bowl place so i just you know i just go to yoshinoya or matuya if i have a choice first kitchen yes first kitchen uh locals call it fucking okay all right fair enough <laughs> I, again i'm not really hanging out with people who who eat first kitchen all the time um i think they they partnered with wendy's so you'll see first kitchen wendy's combos um a lot especially around shibuya if my memory serves me correct the only thing I have in my mind about First Kitchen is they do fries well because they have um, different powder shit like cheese or barbecue, whatever, that you can put. In. I, I forgot if they put it in the fries, the bag of fries, or you do it, whatever, but somehow powder flavoring is injected into these fries, shaken in the bag, and it's, you know, pretty flavorful. So that's my only impression of First Kitchen is their fries. Um what else we got? Jeff? Never heard of this fucking place. Coco Ichiban. Coco Ichiban, foreign people love this shit. It's a curry place. Um, I've only eaten 
Kokoichi like once or twice. Uh, which some people might kill me because some people who come to Japan, they just swear by it. And I'm like, but I fucking make curry in my house. <laughs> like, you know, so you can get it with different flavors and spices and shit like that. I've eaten it. It's been good, but it hasn't been life changing for me. Some people, uh, you know, who've lived in Japan swear by it so much. If you're one of those people, call me a weirdo. You know, whatever you want to do, I'm sorry. Like, it's just good. It's not life changing for me, you know. So, but, you know, if you come to Japan, try it yourself and definitely um, leave a comment and tell me I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> um next one let me make sure all this shit's in okay next one the last one on this list is tenya again tenya is one of the places my first couple of years in japan i ate it it's a tempura place um it's more this is more of like classy fast food i would say you know where you get like a, a um tendon which is um again gyudon tendon bowl it just means bowl um so uh tempura which is like um deep fried shrimp uh over rice it, it, it feels a bit classier than the other ones for me um you're not gonna get as much volume but the place is generally a bit quieter um the people are a bit quieter the the atmosphere there's a lot of white in and in, in, in. it looks kind of like sushi bar-ish more than the other two um you know so they have a, the menu here again it's not that expensive 730 yen you know you they have vegetarian options as well you you don't only have to get shrimp uh so you know if you don't eat red meat or you don't eat pork this might be an option for you as well um again i haven't really been in the fast food kind of world for a long time you know i'm kind of loosening up on my diet getting the good pounds in there um so but but i i just don't eat this type of food anymore i try to stay away from it but you know again a night out stuff like that these are going to be some places before or during or after you know if you want if you don't if you're doing anything other than just you know typical ramen or stuff stuff like that me personally if i'm going out i would probably say Gudon would be probably the thing to do, right? All right, that's it. I got one more thing for you, then I'm gonna get out of here. So, we're gonna transition a little bit. Um, this episode and the next episode, um, again, just going back and forth with, with, with our number one listener, Rod, uh, with to nightlife a little bit. Now, I want, I'm, I'm not, I'm gonna continue this on the next episode as well. <laughs> But um, one thing, I'll, I'll make a prediction about the nightlife here in Japan. So uh, I do, you know, things are starting to open up a bit more. The government's loosening restrictions. Um, I think nightlife districts probably in the next few weeks will, will come back online. But um, me personally, or, or they are coming online. I know one. Uh, yeah, okay. But, excuse me, sorry. But I will say, for me, I think... A lot of places for nightlife are going to die a slow death here in Tokyo, in the Tokyo area, and probably other major cities as well. Like, it's just, it's just people aren't, you know, people are going out, but they're not really, in pursuing your country too, they're not in a space where, like, yo, I'm trying to go to the club, trying to go to the bars. Some of the pictures, images I've seen just around my immediate circle, you know restaurants as well it's not you know it's not back to the way it was what where it was you know four five six months ago 
not sure when it will happen, you know, um, and I'm not sure how long these places can hold out. So I think like a lot of the nightlife districts, you've heard me talk about, you might remember I talked about Rapungi um, in the past and saying that uh, I believe that area is kind of going to get demolished and completely renovated at some point in time. You know, there were a lot of clubs and things like that closing in that area. I think this might speed up that process. You know, a lot of real estate development, especially because there's a lot of government money floating around. Real estate people might be, you know, rubbing their hands together a little bit, itching to get, you know, deal the final blow to the Rapungi nightlife area. So just clear out a lot of the bars, nightclubs and things like that. Tear down those buildings, buy it all up, tear it down and put up prime real estate, put up, you know, um, expensive uh, condominiums, put up, you know, office buildings and things like that. There's already, you know, Rapungi Hills. There's already Rapungi Midtown. The rest of the Rapungi kind of area nightlife district area i think it, it is 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 kind of prime for that and now that a lot of those tenants are kind of you know going to be drying up and going out of business you know i think big business is going to move in with over the next like six months to a year because it seems like we're going to be in the situation around that time so um you know i'm sure like after those big companies you know leave those proposals to the government then the money's going to come in so that's what I think is going to happen. But, 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 um, I don't want to be a downer and oh, uh, sourpuss. Hold, let me check. Okay, good. We're still recording. Um, I don't want to be a sourpuss. So I'm going to give you some, uh, nightlife stuff and something we've never really talked about on here, which I'm surprised about. Well, I kind of know why, cause I've never, I've only had one experience with this is, uh, go cones. A gokon. If a gokon, if you don't know what a gokon is, a gokon is a matchmaking party. Um, and I've only been to one gokon in my life. I don't know. I can't remember if I talked about this on um, this podcast, but I've been to one gokon in my life, and <laughs> it was an experience. Like me and a buddy went, were invited to this go. It was it was a time when I broke up. I think the last time I broke up with my wife. Um, now it was, it was the last time me and my wife, one of those times, the second to last, or like, I forgot, but, um, I was definitely single and, um, yeah, I think it was the last time cause me and this dude, like the crew of people I was hanging out with that time, one of my best friends here, um, you know, we're hanging out a lot and, um, what happened was like, he was going out with uh on a date with a girl a nurse right he he tried to sweeten the deal because he was like it's nurses man so me and another dude you know he's like yo come on it's three of them we'll have a go-comb so we went to fucking outback steakhouse which is not a go-comb place at all i should have known something was up you know because we were in outback steakhouse like (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) i'm sorry and um and um I just, I don't remember anything. I just remember just instantly regretting being there. And my friend did too. And cause the girls are just, they were you know, so lame. They were just uh, so annoying. You know, they, they were nurses, Japanese nurses, of course, who could speak English. Um, and I think at the time my Japanese skills and, and this guy's as well, cause this dude and I, we were buddies because we were both studying for the Japanese test. And, um, you know, like we, we got closer. Actually, we were buddies before, but we got a lot closer because we were both studying hard for the Japanese test. And um, like we could speak Japanese well enough to, you know, carry a conversation as well. So could the friend who invited us. But they just 
they were just like, I know English. I know English so much. And, you know, just kind of like snooty and a little bit like you can tell they dated foreign guys before um, and just, you know, had a cookie cutter image of like how foreign people thought and how, you know, to interact with people. And, you know, it was just like, you don't know me. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you know, and so just weren't my type at all. And so after like, and you know, all three of us were just like, fuck. But, you know, <laughs> the friend who invited us was just like, yo, come on. He was just trying to coach us up, like just to help, help him out, just to be wingman. But we were just having none of it. And so like, <laughs> I just remember after like 20 or 30 minutes, I, we just shut down. I was like, okay, I'm not talking to them anymore anymore you know <laughs> and i just sat there we just sat i just sat at the, i remember i was at the end of the table and i just sat there looking away from you know i think the girl next to me or something she was like what's wrong with you what's wrong i'm just like nothing i'm good because when i kind of sh- i kind of emotionally shut down people when i when i'm like had enough you know i just kind of you're, you're done you're cut off and so I was like, oh, nothing i'm just chilling and just look for like 30 minutes until it's time to go like, Oh, we're ready to go. All right, cool. Bye. <laughs> you know, um, that was my only Gokon experience. And, but a Gokon is a matchmaking party. Um, generally speaking, you know, you're not going to get a one night stand out of a Gokon. If you're a guy, I'm sorry. If you're, um, you know, it's mainly for meeting a boyfriend or a girlfriend, I would say is the way you have to go into it. Right. People, especially Japanese people, you know, whether you're a guy or a girl, foreign guy or foreign girl, that's kind of the goal for it, you know, and that's what you should kind of understand about it. It's not like hooking up or anything like that. But there are certain rules or etiquette, generally speaking, that go into it. And I, I think this article does a little bit of a job uh, going over those things. So I'm just going to talk touch on some of these give a little input whatever my general knowledge is but again you can hear my experience in gokon culture is not that deep one thing i would say um if you are a guy here in japan um generally speaking uh anything over like let's say university right i'll just put any any girl who's graduated university i'll even put it even more so over 20 25 and older if you're an English teacher, your chances in a Gokon are not going to be as high. It's kind of What's going on with dog? My dog just popped up out of nowhere. Okay. Um, are not going to be as high. Just sim- from, again, I'm not trying to put uh, rats in your head or anything like that, but just because a Gokon, yeah, you're looking for a boyfriend or girlfriend, but also you're looking for a typically a uh, marriage partner. It's kind of in the back of her mind, especially if she's 25 and older. She's dating to find a potential boyfriend to become a potential husband. So instantly, when people meet you, they're looking for a potential husband. That's what they're thinking, right? And the English teacher is not an ideal image of a potential husband, generally speaking, for Japanese people. It just isn't. It used to be like maybe... 20 30 years ago i would say here in japan but nowadays no it just isn't right which is fine you know um but but just just be warned about that right so um you know if if you have a you know generally speaking like japanese gokons from what i've seen on tv and it's in my impression try to you know that's their first thing right it's like you know hey 
I make this much money. I work for this company. Wink, wink. They have their suit. They have their watch. They're trying to show. They're peacocking as much as possible. Basically, a gokon is a Japanese guy's chance to peacock as much as he can, you know, to try and get some booty, <laughs> right? And um, and and women, Japanese women, to line up the sights on who they think is is you know best for them. Um, I wonder if I can find, let me see if I can find this. Cause there was something about uh, a song a girl did uh, that it was a really good song. Let me see if I can find it. Um, uh, I'll look for it. I'll look for it. I remember I saw it had um ah uh, winning the singles makes it hold. Let me see if I can play this. I think this is it. If I I remember what it sounds like. Sorry for derailing the podcast, but um this is I think. Let me see. Yeah, this is it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, but is it in English or not? Is it in? Uh, it's oh, fuck English subs. English subs. Sorry, give me a second, you guys. Um, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. You guys are going to enjoy this. Trust me. It, it's funny, but it's really true, actually. <laughs> um, so let me put this in here in the comments before I forget. Uh, sorry, sorry, good. Give me a second. Trust me, it's worth it. It's worth it, you guys. Uh, Okay, I'll do that later. All right, awesome. Yeah, um, that song really summarizes a Japanese woman's. You know, of course, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but it is very accurate. Actually, um, it's very accurate. You know, like a typical, I want to say traditional, normal Japanese woman's approach to a gokon, but it also lets you know the thinking of a Japanese woman. You know, who might on the surface look really sweet and cute and kind, but inside she's Japanese women are very calculating, very calculating, you know, um, and this kind of shows that um, the average one, you know, I'm talking, of course, there's some crazy people, whatever party nightlife people, but I'm talking about your average office worker, your average businesswoman, you know, is kind of like this, you know, this is kind of the median uh, if you will. And if you're not familiar with that, you need to understand it because on the surface, you'll get all the smiles and everything like that. But under the surface, a lot more uh, thought comes in, in with it. And you can kind of see, I'm probably going to watch this again after this goes off just to kind of uh, refresh my memory on it. Um, it also reminds me of a, a story that I remember, like I went, I, I can't remember if I told this before, but I went somewhere. I'm not going to say exactly where, but um, if I, told where before my bad whatever but you know um uh one time i was at this house party and long story short there was this foreign guy and a japanese girl and the foreign guy couldn't speak any japanese at all japanese girl really couldn't speak english apparently like one you know through one of my wife's friends or whatever they met before 
And, you know, some there was kind of some possibility, whatever. He was feeling her, blah, 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 whatever. And, you know, there were a few other foreign people there. And they were like, oh, there she is. And he's like, oh, no, what am I going to do? I kind of have a girlfriend. And I think she likes me, whatever, whatever, whatever. Now, I'm, they, none of these foreign people could speak Japanese, right? So I'm I'm like the international representative if you will like i'm going between these the, the two sides because they were playing some i don't know whatever anyway i'm also at the same time listening to her talk to her japanese friends about this guy that she's sitting right next to and it was like two completely different conversations because he's kind of like i got it in the bag but i don't know if i know she likes me but i don't know if i should do it whatever and she's sitting there smiling, looking so cute and smiling at him. I'm so happy to be with you. And she's talking to her friend, not mean, not like in a calculating kind of like gold digging kind of way. I don't, I use calculating, but not like to put down Japanese women. Again, you might have heard me say before, Japanese women kind of have to be that way. And they're kind of raised and groomed that way by society, by older women, because in Japanese society, Japanese women aren't so assertive. So, um... I've heard older women say to me, Japanese women, the Japanese women are are brought up to be chosen, if you will, by a man. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, they don't do the choosing, they're brought up to be chosen. So if you see Japanese girls, they're very proper, very womanly, uh, you know, uh, girly, even womanly, you know, um, very demure, because that's how they're brought up, so that when they are become, become adults, they make a, a good partner and they're chosen by a man you know it might sound fucked up but if you watch this video you kind of actually see what that means is on the surface japanese women are kind of you know in in society they are you know at a weaker position but if you see how they exert their strength is kind of behind the scenes a little bit and you'll kind of see that in that youtube video if you take a look at that song it's really funny you have to turn on the subtitles though but um but they are there. Um, so in this conversation, this house party, you know, she's like looking at it, like he's smiling at, oh, you know, you know, not in a condescending way, but it, if you didn't know Japanese women, you would know, oh, she really, really likes him. But at the same time, I was kind of telling her, uh, telling him, trying to drop hints like, ah, dude, don't, don't, don't really put too much invested into this because I'm listening to her and what she's basically saying, like, yeah, he's nice, but you know, he doesn't speak English, he doesn't speak Japanese, and he's a foreign guy. And, you know, he's nice to, like, talk to, but, you know, eh, I'm just not, I don't really know. But, you know, it's cool. We're at the party. You know, it's fine just to, like, talk and hang out with him. Whatever. But if, if you didn't know that, those signs, you know, you would think, like, oh, he, he's got that in the bag anytime he wants it. And that's kind of what Japan is kind of like. So, so in, in a Gokon, like, if you go into that situation, you know, you need to kind of be aware of some of these kind of things. So... Um, I mean, don't be cynical about Japanese women because of it. You know, it, it's, it's just it is what it is, right? So, um, all right, let me run th run through this really quickly. Let me get it, get out of here because I got a few other things I want to do before I gotta go on daddy duty. All right. Um, so let me see. Hidden rules you have to know before a gokon. I'm not reading that shit. Introduce yourself briefly. Yeah, at the beginning of a gokon, everyone kind of does a self introduction. This is where you make your first impression. From what I've seen. Again, telling something about yourself. Um, I've seen, I don't know if people actually do this, give their salary and stuff like that. I've seen Japanese people do it. Um, if you have a good job, like if you're a lawyer or a doctor or something like that, 
this is your chance. You know, if you say those buzzwords, ding, instantly you get checked on the list. If you say a company name, like, you know, instantly you get put on the okay kind of list, a big company or things like that. So this is where if you got that, use it, especially if you're like a foreign guy work, you know, you come to Japan, like, you know, an engineer working for Google, working for, I don't know what the fuck, you know, um, working for Facebook and you put out those buzzwords, you, your rank goes really, really high. Um, don't talk too much to only one uh, don't talk too much only with your friends yeah <laughs> go call again you, you kind of spread yourself out you're not it's not about you you're kind of more you know this the goal of this is to meet a partner so you're supposed to talk not with the people you know with the people you don't know you know even if it, so even if like the people are born as fuck you know you, you just gotta talk to them like it's really rude for you to sit there and just hang out and chill with your friends. Like I was doing at my Gokong experience. I, I knew it was rude, but I was just like, was, don't do what I did. But it was really rude. Um, uh, do they talk about this later? Let me see. Uh, no, they don't talk about it. I'll expand on that a little bit more. Also, don't focus on one person. You know, focus. You're going to f- need to focus on the, If you do see, meet someone you like at a Gokong, you got to kind of give everyone a chance even if you and one person are feeling each other you got to kind of give everyone else a chance and actually it's better if you do that i would say because if someone thinks that they got you completely locked up you know it kind of it's not really so good for you so i would say you know even if you really vibing with someone you kind of don't know what that other person is really thinking actually so you also want to kind of talk to other people at the go con there's going to be times where you guys switch or things like that you generally you're going to be at a table where it's like you know all the guys on one side all the girls on one side so you know randomly if the conversation starts to die out just listen to what the other people are saying and interject yourself into their their conversation if you can gracefully or you know go to the bathroom and maybe switch seats sometime things like that it's kind of how i've seen it played uh when you go when you want to go to the toilet don't take your friends with you yeah because again that takes away the opportunities for other people to talk with each other for seats to get switched around stuff like that so just go by yourself don't drink too much again i've seen people drink way too much um i've seen guys pressuring women to drink a lot and to go i don't know if that's a thing you know to kind of loosen them up sorry um but um, i just don't know too much about it you know so but i would say me as a guy i would not want to drink too much of the gokon unless you know there are some girls who really want to drink and really want to party you know but um, I, you know, again, I can hold my liquor, so, but I won't be the one pounding all the drinks, right? That's the main thing. Exchange contact information with everyone if you are not, even if you are not interested with them. I can't really speak to that. Again, I've been married for a long time, but read the article. Um, you know, um, again, Tokyo Girls Guide, Tokyo Women's Guide, Tokyo Zukan, I believe, Tokyo Joshi Zukan was a show I mentioned before. They had a really interesting Gokon situation. Um, watch that if you can. Um, but yeah, for me, again, when I was single, you know, I would imagine if you're a foreign person coming to t- Japan at your workplace or going out at nightlife is kind of how you're probably going to meet a lot of people. You kind of need to be hooked up with a group of Japanese people to attend a Gokon. And if you don't, and you also need to have some Japanese skill, generally, I would say to be a Japanese Gokon. And, you know, sometimes people... You got to be careful if you don't have Japanese skill at all 
and me talking from a guy's perspective if i don't have a japanese skill at all and i meet japanese people and they quickly invite me to a gokon i would be very skeptical about that situation because sometimes like what might happen is you've heard me talk about like be careful like who the japanese people you associate with but for a japanese dude you know inviting a foreign person to a gokon is good because it makes that person look cooler like oh yeah i got all these foreign friends international this is my guy you know and they'll talk for you and you know basically them interpreting for you gives them a chance to speak to whatever girl they want to talk to and they can say whatever the fuck they want you know i mean they won't talk shit about you but it you know they can you know what i'm saying like you seep off your coolness as a foreign person and interject it into the women. You know what I'm saying? And so it get, it puts them at a most advantage. Like, oh, wow, you can speak English. Wow, you're bilingual. Wow, you have foreign friends. You know, on the surface, it looks like, yeah, come on over. There's some cute girls. You can talk to them. But actually, really, they're doing it for themselves. For me, that's what I would think if a, if a, if I couldn't speak Japanese and I was invited to a gokon with all Japanese people. Like, because if you can't speak Japanese, you got no shot at all. You know what I'm saying? Unless, like, the girls can can speak English as well. Um, And in that case, hey, do your fucking thing. <laughs> but all right, let me, let me get out of here. It's been... Ooh, it's coming up on an hour. Um, like I said, next time, um, what do I have for you guys next time? Next time, again, I'll go a little bit deeper into nightlife, uh, Rod, and I'll tell the Nova bankruptcy story. I'm looking for. I'm going to need, I'm definitely going to be drinking for that one. Like, that one's going to go down at night. I'm going to need some beers. I'm going to need some, some shit to talk about that because that is just such a deep story and a pivotal moment in Japan, my my personal life, as well as life in Japan. I'll, I'll give you guys some backstory about my journey probably. So get get comfortable, get strap strap in for that one and definitely check out these links especially that youtube video i think that's not only entertaining but it gives a quite a bit of insight for your dating life so all right y'all let me leave it there and let me go do some shit and fucking turn on this air conditioner my dog is like eh. <laughs> sorry i'll holler at you next time peace <laughs>